Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio. My name is Tony Colombo. I am joined as always by Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. How are you, my friend? Uh, another week. Another week. We're here. Another show. It's good. Another hour. I know everybody's tired of hearing that, You're but I think it's rock. pretty cool. We're still here. <laughs> I think it is too. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's good. Father's Day was good. Yeah, good. How, how about you? I can't complain. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I got a. Uh, we went went to church. We went to uh, Museum of Transportation. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was good. And then uh, at church they did. Uh, I love my dad dearly, but like D E. E R L Y, and it had antlers on it. Nice. And so uh, I, I, they give it to me, and I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" And I look at the picture, and I'm like, "I look at my daughter. I'm like, could you smile?" And they're like, <laughs> she had this look on her face. My mom goes, "Could have been a prison mug shot." And I was like, well, "What was she in for?" And my, my my mom says, "Taking other kids' teething rings." Oh and I no! I was like, "Oh man!" But uh, no, I loved it. It was it's great. I love. Uh, I hung awesome. it on the refrigerator. So, but, you know, she's only like, you know, 10 and a half months. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. but no, they she, don't, they don't, ten, she, at 10 and a half months, they don't uh, respond to commands too well. Yeah. But she was like, you look at her and you're like, man, she's tired. <laughs> right. My, even my wife goes, looks at it and goes, oh man. And we left your binky in the car. We're so sorry. Mm. You put that binky in her mouth, out. Yeah. You know, totally oh, asleep. Great. So, that's great. I never, none of my kids. Stuck with the binky for very long, and people are like, "Oh, that's so good because it's so bad for their teeth." And you know, if you because I've had I've known people, I remember oh. like kids in my family that would happen till they were five. four or five years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. That, and you know what? I was like, I I don't care. I'll pay the dental bill later down the line. Right. If, if there's just some magic plug, yeah, that, that makes it. <laughs> but for her, it's just sleeping. Yeah, like she doesn't use it during the day. Right. Um, if we give it to her during the day, she like flings it around and bangs it on stuff, but right. it does not go in the mouth. Right. It's wild. And but at nighttime when but she's it, tired, yeah, at nighttime. That's great. Put it in her mouth. She'll go to sleep, and uh, sometimes she does the arm flail thing. So you got to wrap her arms. Yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, my youngest now is too big. Um, to to swaddle to swaddle, but I I was a master swaddle. Me too. I was I tight. I, I could have taught him. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was tight. a freaking straight jacket. Yeah, yeah. And my, it my works. kid, my kid will get out of it. She's Houdini. Oh yeah. yeah well, she, it, she it, works at one, one point they just you know yeah strength becomes what it is and you can't do anything about it. I know. I but man, hard. those those straight jacket swaddle nights just like they go from being crazy to sleeping. Yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. So, so anyway, but, uh, I got yeah. that covered. <laughs> good. Kids are out of the way. Store's good. I can't, can't yeah. complain. Yeah, I want to talk about the store. I want to talk about the store for a second. Uh, uh, what is happening down at Southern Armory? Uh, I've been fixing a lot of guns, getting ready for 4th of July. Uh, so yeah. we'll be, be having some specials coming out for that. You know, so stay tuned to the website. That's a, there's my first question, and we'll get, I want to get more details, but it ties into the store. Do you guys have, like, seasonal business, like traditional, do gun stores have, like, Seasonal business like traditional retail stores. Yes. You have a huge Christmas rush uh-huh. and a huge Father's Day rush and all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. It's a wave. Okay. And the summer tends to be a little bit slower because everybody's out vacationing, mm-hmm. you know, but that's fine because um, I want a vacation too, even though we haven't right. been one on in a couple of years. Right. <laughs> Baby, if you're listening. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's seasonal. So summers are a little bit slower. Everybody's out right. of town. Um, and then you, you do get people in, but those are the people shooting like USPSA and IDPA, like the defensive pistol stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, when you get into the, the October, well, really like 
August, September. That's when people are starting to gear up for turkey. And November's deer, and mm-hmm. then you know December you got your Christmas rush, and uh, January through like April everybody's getting their tax returns back and want new pistols and and just you know little stuff. But yeah, there's about three months in the center there that it's uh it's kind of kind of in a lull, yeah, to say the least. And then uh, we always try to do a themed sale. It's like Fourth of July is generally always made in America. Actually, I can never think of us doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's made in America, it's on sale. That's basically w- what it is. So oh, like you know. Cool. Um, Glocks that are made in U- the USA, on sale. You want an Austrian one? Well, not on sale. Not on sale. It's not a, <laughs> not a, not made in the US. Fourth of July. Yeah, America doesn't make sense. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, and then you know, ARs will be on sale. You yeah. know, again, as long as they're made in the US. Right. You know, Henry rifles is a big one. That's I love, cool. I love Henry rifles. Um, so I is love, that? Did you say the sale started or it's coming up? It's coming up. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Fourth of July. So you know, we'll probably be talking about it next week a little bit too, gotcha. and then. Um, generally, we do a special on classes and and that kind of stuff. So, uh, and the special orders are always welcome on those sales too. But uh, Henry Rifles, I'll plug them because, man, I, I love Henry Rifles, and uh, it's all made in America. Otherwise, they wouldn't make it at all, and that's kind of his motto. Mm-hmm. And then the wood is Missouri hardwood. Oh wow! So he actually comes out and 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 buys the wood out of out of Missouri, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, little little attachment. So, uh, but I've got I've got about two or three Henry Rifles that I want. Wow. And uh, I've already got I've already got one. I've got the uh, the firefighter one. It's the commemorative mm-hmm. edition. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I want the three fifty seven Magnum because I like three fifty seven Magnum revolvers. And then I want a forty four because I've got a forty four Magnum revolver. And then I haven't really decided yet. I've got a forty five seventy, but I kind of want a thirty thirty. It's kind of like that classic. I killed deer mm-hmm. round, and apparently thirty thirties. Like if you read some reports, it's like you know the number one round to kill deer with. So I, I've never had a thirty thirty. Right. I've always gone a little bit bigger um, with the forty five seventy, just because I wanted it as more of a brush gun. Because where I hunt is kind of thick, and I didn't want that little you know bullet deflecting. But right. I might be picking up a thirty thirty. Well, we'll see. But those are my next three Henry rifles. Yeah. I might get those in the next few years. I don't know. Uh, before I see. get into my next question, I want to keep getting you distracted. Just uh, remind folks where the store is. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, social media, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. We're one mile east of 270 and 44 on Watson Road. That's 9901 Watson Road. We're in by uh, Harbor Freight Advanced Auto, uh, right kind of in the heart of Crestwood. Um, trying to think what else. Social media, Southern Armory. And then obviously we have the uh, Second Amendment Radio page yeah brand new yeah i've been posting on there we're there baby getting new likes and everything we're there a couple today we are on social media it's uh it's good second amendment radio on facebook go check it out yeah i love it been been posting my links on there yeah i love it that's great i haven't done a whole lot this week but we'll uh we'll rectify that there you go coming up so you mentioned um henry rifles yeah and my, my i wanted to ask you about are there very many? How long has Henry been around? Oh man, I had to look it up. I want to say like eighteen hundreds and change. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, in which is exactly like Colt and Smith and Weston. Yeah. And all these. Are there any new and upcoming gun? Are there like people that are new to the game, or is the firearms industry sort of dominated by the same guys that have been there for hundred, like literally hundreds of years? So. Um, here, I'm just looking up how long Henry's been in town, sure, um, or in existence. But, right. Uh, yeah, there are new and upcoming manufacturers. Is uh, the, are they? Is it very difficult for them to break in? Oh yeah. Because yeah. I would imagine, like, you know, when you hear when you talk to like a motorcycle guy, you know, they're they're a Harley, Harley guy, or yeah. they're an Indian guy, you know, mm-hmm. or and you know, even sports 
you know, even athletes are typically dedicated to one type of, uh, like maker of equipment or, you know, they're, they're, or they, or, you know, runners, you know, they, they, they like Nike shoes or they like Adidas shoes, you know, like everybody's got their thing that they are sort of loyal to. Uh-huh. How difficult is it for, and I would imagine the gun, I would imagine the gun culture Crowd, is yeah. the same. Very much like, so. A guy comes in and he's a Glock guy or he's a Colt guy. You know, he's like right. a, a yeah. You get, and you do get a little crossover with that. Maybe um, in the collectors, I would say. But yeah, you know, if you're kind of like a shooter like me, you're like I've got Smith and Wesson. I've got you know Colt. Right. I've got Rock River Arms. I've got like Springfield Armory. I right. kind of just go all over. Um, but how hard is it for somebody that's new to break, in. to break in when you've got and, all these names that have been around for forever? Right. And uh, it's all about marketing. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, if I was gonna do it, I, I'd ha- I got a plan. You know, I'd be giving out sample guns to to media writers. But before I did that, I would make sure I had a warehouse full of guns. Yeah. So that way, when that article came out and the call started coming, I could fill it. And that's the the one thing I notice. And I think but that, that's not a cheap way to start. No, it you're gonna have no, a lot of money. You got you're gonna have some capital tied up. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but the that's the one thing I've noticed. You know, like everybody does it. Uh, everybody does it. Like they they announce a gun, and then a year later they finally are able to release it. Right. And it's like, why did you announce it at Shot Show? Why did right. you announce it at the NRA convention if it wasn't going to be able to roll if, out? If it wasn't ready. If nobody could have it. Right. And it's just wild. And you we're lose we're, that. We're interested in it. Right. We're a Henry Gold dealer. Right. And so mm-hmm. uh, Henry was going to do a four ten shotgun. We're like, awesome. This is great. It took them like a year, a year and a half after they announced it to get it out. Mm. I'm like, are you are you guys kidding me right now? Right. Like, we would get a letter from Henry like, um, yeah, we're pushing it back to second quarter. We're pushing it back to third quarter. It, it's going to be next year. We'll be in touch. Right. Stop calling, you know? And I was just like, oh, man. Jeez. See, you that's, know? yeah, that's. But, yeah, they hype it up. Not sure that's a good way to go. Right. And it, and it's just not them. I'm not just picking right, on. Right, sure. I'm not just picking on Henry. I mean, it's like I can just sit here and in and, and the, what, eight years we've been doing this. I can name a lot of companies that have uh, been a startup, been a brand new company, got the hype going, didn't deliver, and hyped it up again, didn't deliver again, and then they just kind of faded. Can into you the think sunset. of one that that did, like a younger gun company that has become successful and is now getting into those, you know, discussions and are kind of being invited into the club a little bit more? Right, Kimber. Is one I, I was, was going to yeah, ask. I didn't know. know how long is so is Kimber? I want to say the eighties. Okay, so the, yeah, know, that's, they're they're pretty young. That's in, definitely very young in comparison to the big boys. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they are more of a household name now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's one other one, Rhino Arms. Okay, they make revolvers. Yeah, they're starting to become a little bit more. Um, how do I say this? People are starting to get a little more interested in them. They've been around for probably a decade or better. Mm-hmm. And what's neat is they fire from, the you know, traditional revolver fires from the top cylinder. They fire from the bottom cylinder because it reduces recoil. Oh, it's cool. Instead of more flip, it's more of a push. Yeah. They're a neat gun to shoot. Um, and I've, I've shot several of them. And yeah. It's like, you know, I wouldn't mind owning one. Um, but it's uh, it's just one of those deals where they're, they are a newer company. And because they're a newer company, um, you know, not, not a lot of people know about them. Right. But, you know, again, it, it's marketing. And then you you put on top of that, the industry's in a low right now because uh, Trump's in. I call it the Trump effect. And uh, with that being said. You think Trump's put it in a in a lull? Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. why is that? Nobody's coming after your guns. 
they're not afraid. Yeah, nobody's afraid. So they were, because there was, I, I do remember a couple of years ago, being at Cabela's one day, buying fishing stuff, and the line... At the gun counter? At the gun counter. Insane. Was like out the door. It was it was incredible. Yeah. And that Cabela's that in Florissant or Hazelwood is huge. And this thing wrapped, was around the building like. It was an, it was unbelievable. And I'm trying to remember, but you're right. It was one of those deals where they were, when they were talking about like really, uh, you know, there was a, a, a very push. good push to, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was obviously a big restriction right. on guns. I mean, Sandy Hook, I remember when that happened. Yeah. And uh, we sold like 60, 70 guns in a day. And we were like, oh, man. You know, I mean, for, for two or three people to do that. It's got to be a... Uh, it's uh, it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I remember sitting on hold with the FBI for like right. an hour and a half, two hours. I was like, put your money down, come back, we'll <laughs> right. call you. Right. You know? Um. You know, now everything's computerized. It's a little bit easier, but as a um, as a as a gun as the owner of a gun store, it's got to be kind of a it's got to be kind of a weird uh, balance to be in because you want to live. I would imagine you want to live in a world where your gun rights are safe, right? And you don't and people you don't you're not worried about people coming for your guns and is what I have right now going to be legal tomorrow and should right. I, do I need to get it now? But at the same time. When people are scared, people are buying, and your business is booming. Right. So, so. I'd rather not. I mean, so I know there's probably going to be a couple of customers who are like, "What are you kidding me?" Like, I don't want panic buyers. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying I won't take their money, you know, <laughs> but it's like, you know, the panic buyers are coming in, and they they get kind of look at it when there's that mass panic. Everybody's buying guns galore, so you may not be able to get the exact gun you want when it's you know, in kind of a state of, you know, homeostasis where it's balanced, I can get you the gun that you really want. I can mm-hmm. get it to you at a reasonable price, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't have the remorse or the regret yeah. after the fact. And I saw that a ton. I was How many people came in during one of those rushes where, where people were afraid that they were going to, oh, I've always thought about getting a gun and now I, I might not be able to if I wait too much longer, so I'm going to run up there and get it. How many people come in and they're not even, they don't even know what they want they just know right. they want a gun right they know they want a gun so then you gotta start talking to them like what do you need it for right right like you know, target shooting hunting self-defense Home protection yeah. yeah you know whatever and then you kind of steer them towards you know a number of guns mm-hmm. that and then you just you kind of you can kind of feel them out like well here's this one this is double action single action oh i don't like how heavy that trigger is okay cool here's a single action here's a striker fire you know and you just kind of Kind of roll with it, and eventually you just you give them enough options where you, as like the sales rep, can kind of steer them into the gun that that they're going to feel comfortable with, and they got to be able to work it. If they can't rack the slide or hit the button to eject the magazine, press the trigger, it's it's pointless for right. them. It's a paperweight. So, so if you're a panic buyer, don't go to Southern Armor. No, yeah, no. come, <laughs> come. You know, it's actually it's probably where you should come. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know what? If you are, I guess there's a good there is a good moral of the story. If you are somebody. Who's just deciding? You know what? I want a gun. Um, I've always thought, particularly like home defense is where I hear it the most. Is like, you know, I'm not really a gun person. I don't really see myself shooting it, but I would have more peace of mind if I had a gun in the house. But I don't know how to use it. I'm not big up right. on it. And a, a place like Southern Armory is definitely the place right. to go because you're going to get that education. I'm just not looking, not looking for the, the quick door. dollar. You know, yeah. it's like I'm going to sell you the gun. I want you to get a class. You know, I want you to have. 
right. the holster, the right ammo, etc. So you and know everything about that gun, forwards mm-hmm. and backwards. Absolutely. And if you got questions on cleaning it, you bring it back. I'll take you in back. Right. We'll go clean it. You know what? We have um, actually the questions I got this week are dealing with gun cleaning and uh, oh, guns uh, uh, seizing, locking up, uh-huh. uh, failing. So let's get into that when we get back. Let's take a quick break. We will be back with more. Uh, Don't forget to check out the brand new Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. Just go to Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. You can also email Aaron, Aaron Tarlow at SouthernArmory.com. Aaron at SouthernArmory.com. Aaron at SouthernArmory. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron at SouthernArmory.com. Follow me on Twitter at TonyColombo971. Keep it right here. We're back with more Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk. 97.1. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio. Welcome back. Yeah, awesome I love that song. song. <laughs> Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio. It is FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here. My partner, Aaron Tarlow, owner of Southern Armory, alongside, as we do this every week, 3 p.m., Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. We talk about gun stories that are in the news. We talk about your Second Amendment rights. We talk about hunting. We talk about gun education. And one of the big things that we love to do is answer your questions. You can send us questions of various, a variety of ways. Uh, you can send them to me on Twitter at TonyColombo971. You can also email them directly to Aaron at uh, Aaron at SouthernArmory.com. Or uh, probably the, the best way to send us questions are on our brand new, brand spanking new Facebook page, the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. Uh, Aaron puts stuff up there all throughout the week, and you can put your questions right there. Yep. And no matter how you get us the questions, we will try to answer them each and every and, week. And we've had great response so far, and right. I love and answering I, people's questions. I think it's actually the pin post on our Second Amendment page is, you know, what are your questions this week? So yeah, when you go there, you go. it should be the first thing you see. Love it. Great, but, great, uh, great. on break, I looked up when Henry was yeah, made. yeah. And I was right. It was 1860. Wow. And uh, I knew it was used in the Civil War, so I figured 1860 was probably sounds a good, like good it, guess. Sounds like it was made in 18... If they started in 1860, it kind of sounds like almost, they were almost a product of the Civil War. Yeah. Like they were... Um, they started making so, guns yeah, to, because of, of the Civil War. Yeah. So a little little quick synopsis here. Uh, designed by Benjamin Tyler Henry in 1860, the Henry was introduced in the early 1860s and produced through 1866. In the United States by New Haven Arms Company. Mm-hmm. I think they're still in existence. I'll look that up. Uh, it was adopted in small quantities by the Union in the Civil War, favored for its fire, greater firepower than the standard issue carbine. And there you, go. you guys can go to Wiki or I'll post right. the Wiki. I'll post the Wiki link. Go to our page. There you go. Yeah. And you can read a little bit more about it. But I was like, ah, oh, man, nailed, nailed it right it. on the head. 1860. Yeah. yeah. And it's and probably part of their logo or something. That's to, why I'm right, getting it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Established. Um, but again, that goes back to what we were talking about in the last segment. How there's so many gun makers that have that story yeah. of being hundreds of years old, and how difficult it is for a younger company. We talked about Kimber, who's only been around for twenty or thirty years, and how how harder, how mm-hmm. much harder it is for those guys to break in. But they can do it. And, and think about you know Glock too is only been in the U.S. for thirty something years. Yeah. 
Glock. Yeah. Is, I actually have a 25th anniversary edition Glock. It's mm-hmm. signed by Arlie Ermey. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. I uh, met him at the NRA convention here in St. Louis. And, you know, a fireman, we can always spot a cop, right? <laughs> right. So I totally pick up this guy, and I'm like, I bet you that's his bodyguard. So I walk up, start talking to him, you know, and, um, and so... Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I go, I'm, I'm going to meet him. And he goes, well, we're closing line for today. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be here all weekend. I'll come back tomorrow. And he goes, oh, okay. So I came back the next day and walk up to Mr. Ermey and started, you know, talking to him. And he's been a real inspiration for me. The guy's just super motivated and he got knocked down, you know, and, and picked himself back up and, you know, just keep going. It's kind of the moral of his story, but uh, I'll digress. So he gave me a challenge coin and, uh, and then, uh, you know, shook her hands, took some pictures with us, and then I went over and was talking to the bodyguard. I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, that was that was truly, truly one of those moments that I'll, I'll hold forever. And uh, I go, you know, I go, I have a, a 25th anniversary edition Glock that, you know, I got. I go, I actually got two of them. And he goes, really? I said, yeah. He goes, huh. Well, I can't tell you to bring them up here, <laughs> but if you would bring them up here, I bet you I could get him to sign them. And we were like... That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, I'm like, you know, what time? And he tells me what time. And so we, we, we come back up the next day, and I bring him with me. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Mr. Ermey gets done signing, and we go in this little back room, and uh, Mr. Ermey opens him up, and he goes, I've never seen one of these. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're Mr. Glock. How do you not have one of these, <laughs> right. right? And he's like, I- I'm going to have to call up uh, Gaston and, and you know, uh, exploited, deleted that SOB that uh, I need one of these. So yeah. I'm like, okay, you know. So he signs them for us, and um, we walk out, and what would happen was is it kind of spread through the Glock uh, employees that were there at the convention, and they're walking up offering to buy them from us. And I'm like, it's not for sale. You know, thanks for offering. And they're like, all right, well, we'll catch you on Gunbroker later. What's your username? And I'm like, it won't be on Gunbroker later, guys. Right. Like, it, it, this is going to be in my freaking gun safe, and I'll post up pictures. Maybe I'll post up pictures for Second Amendment yeah. Radio. You guys can see it. Yeah. But uh, so uh, my wife and I have, you know, these, you know, uh, two two clocks. And uh, it's like 2121 and 2123, you know, because they're almost sequential. And, yeah. And we got the challenge coins. We got pictures with him. He signed them for us. That's and, amazing. And so uh, we're at SHOT Show. Like years later, and I walk up to him and I say, "Mr. Ermy, it's good to see you again, sir." And he looks at me and he kind of gives me that look. I go, "Did you get that 25th anniversary edition Glock?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> he goes, "I did exactly what I was going to told you I did. I was going to do, and I got it." And he tells me the serial number, and I was like, "That's that's awesome." You know, and he, you know, he, we just picked up that conversation. I was like, "Man, this guy is freaking yeah. the bomb." That's awesome. And then he, he passed away recently, and it, that was right. You know, that was sad. Yeah, that was a big loss for the yeah. gun community. That's a great story. You should. I would love to see those pictures. So you should absolutely put those on the yeah, Facebook page. Definitely will. I when I was a kid, younger, you know, high school, whatever. I I thought Glock was like a was like a slang term for gun. Like it, it kind of is now. Something that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know that Glock was a maker. I thought it was like a it was like a slang term for any gun. Yeah, any handgun. Yeah. Which it is kind of and then now. It is, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And it was then too, I guess. But yeah. uh and we, we get I that. remember like coming to terms with <laughs> that I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to like re like wire my brain like, no, that's a real gun maker. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've gotten that a few times at shop. I got a I got a Glock forty and you're like, Oh, okay, and you go over and you get a magazine. Well my magazines don't look like this. And it's like, well, this is That's what goes in a Glock forty. Yeah, this is what goes in a forty caliber Glock, you know. Like it's either this small one, this medium sized one, this large one, or this giant one, you know. 
well, no, my, my magazines look like this. And it's like, oh, dude, that's a high point mag. <laughs> let, me, let me get that for you. <laughs> not a Glock. Not a Glock mag. That's funny. We've had the same thing with Ruger, too. You know, people get a Ruger SR, you know, right. 40 or whatever. And right. Um, I want to get to there's a there's a story that I want to get to, but I want to get to that. I, 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 sometimes we don't get to our news stories because we're answering questions because I think that's the most important thing that we do here. Um, uh, so, again, keep those coming. Best place to put them is the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. You can also email Aaron or, or tweet me and, and we'll get all your questions answered. Um, one of the big questions that I've been getting over the last couple of weeks is regarding guns jamming. Mm-hmm. And it seems like something, I know that when I, you know, when I have shot with my friends many times, it it it, does, it seems like you cannot go I, on a, at least with the guys that I shoot with, we can't go a, a, a day without gun jams, without several times having to stop and, oh, it's guns jammed and, you know, fix it and shake it and get, you know, get the one out of the, yeah, the gun I get and it. Fix it all. Yeah, right. So, um, is that something that's just going to happen? Like, there's no avoiding it. It's just something that's going to happen. Or is that poor care? Is there something that people are doing so, that are are causing that to happen? Kind of yes to all of the above. Okay. All right. So, um, and we've we've seen this in classes where people. All right. Let's start with the obvious one. Some guns are just prone to jamming. Doesn't matter how clean they are, how good the shooter is. Right. And can you just quickly explain what's happening? Why is the gun jamming? Several different reasons. Okay. Okay. What's the most uh, common one or two? Sometimes it's ammunition. Okay. Like the it's, wrong ammunition? Uh, not necessarily wrong. Out of spec. It's too long. Okay. Too short. Gotcha. Um, some guns are very particular on brand of ammunition. Okay. And and so once you find a, a brand that works, stick with stick it. Stick with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. And and I cannot twenty two long rifle probably your shorts and your longs. So I got more experience with long rifle. Uh, that's what I shoot. Um, those guns tend to be a little bit more finicky on ammo. Okay, so the gun will jam, won't cycle all the way. It'll short stroke. It won't go off. Um, and and it's ammo. Uh, so I, I I found that CCI works really well for me. Some people balk at it because it, you know, costs a dollar more than the other box. But I'm not gonna have any issues with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, once you find ammo that works, stick with it, and and we'll give you the same advice in the shop. Mm-hmm. Once you find ammo that works on that gun, stick with it. If you are having jamming issues, get several different varieties of ammunition. You're gonna shoot it all. It doesn't matter, right? But you know, you know, go out and buy you know 200 rounds and and four 50 round boxes. One from you know Winchester, right. one from Remington, one from you know, whoever, uh, Fiocchi or, or Magtech or, and uh, w- once you do that, now you can kind of narrow it down. You right. you may not know why it likes Fiocchi over Winchester. But it does. But it does. So stick with it. So stick with it. Right. And, and What's another you, big cause? Uh, another big cause is improper maintenance. Yeah. Okay. Um, especially when see, we see, I would have guessed that would have been like number one. It, it can be, especially if you don't keep your guns clean. Remember, right. remember, a clean gun is a happy gun, and uh, a clean gun is also going to be the most accurate. So, uh, I had a buddy for all these meat shooters out here take notes. I had a buddy that likes to go to meat shoots, yeah, and he's got a really good, you know, good tight shooting shotgun. You know what a meat shoot is, right? Yeah, you get a piece of board. Oh yeah. For those that don't know, it's a you get a piece of board, and you put a cross on it. Or an X. You're trying to get BBs into that the closest part of that X yep. into where they cross. Yep. So, Turkey shoots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
pretty much. So <laughs> when you uh, when you get to doing that, um, the pattern will change as the gun gets dirty. So I got a buddy that'll go outside after every time he shoots and run patches down it and clean the gun. Wow. Uh, every time. And it's like, really? He's like, yep. And this is an old guy, too. So, I mean, them old men, you know, if you've been to a match, <laughs> you know that the old men rule the match. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they've yeah. shot that gun enough that they know, and then they figured out these little caveats. You so know. after, because when he cleans it, he knows that it's going to continue to shoot exactly the way it did before. That's what he tells me. And if it, and he's afraid and, that if he doesn't clean it, it could right. alter the it way. It could they, just be superstition. Right. But, I mean, that's what he does, and I've There's seen the man. There's probably a little bit of truth in that, yeah. but he's probably going overboard with he it. He might be, but that man brings home some meat. Right? I've seen it. <laughs> I'm like, how did you get all that, you know? Like, I shoot my shotgun a ton, you know? And it's like, right. it just always seemed kind of luck of the draw for me. <laughs> uh, it's wild. I mean, he, he takes home some meat, too. Yeah. So, uh, Butch, if you're listening, there's... <laughs> you there you go, bud. There you go. Um, so, yeah, cleaning, cleaning is huge. If you've been shooting a lot, um, all that oil does come off. You know, mm-hmm. it gets it gets heated off. It gets pushed off. It gets um, contaminated with you know the unburnt powder and carbon and and lead and copper and all other stuff. So lubrication is kind of key too. Mm-hmm. When you do some of these classes, um, you know, especially if you're going to be out in the range like all day, you're going to be out there for six eight hours. You know, at, when we take a lull, lube your gun, and that'll that'll cut down on mm-hmm. it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen that at at matches seen that in our classes so i always carry just a little bit of oil um and we actually have them in the shop they're like little pens so you don't have like a huge bottle you don't have to, you don't have to soak your gun you don't mm-hmm. really want to soak your gun anyway because it'll all blow back on you but uh we have a little pen and you can just you know touch right where you need it yeah and and it works really well yeah and you were talking about what were you talking about a couple of weeks ago when you were that you were cleaning and you said like one dab of oil on a Q-tip right. is enough for two guns, basically. Yeah. What was that? For, for carry guns. For carry, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to carry a gun, the less oil you have on it, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it, it, it the, the uh, lint and hair and skin and dog hair, because I've got German Shepherds. Right. Those of you who have German Shepherds understand, um, you know, it, it all gets in there, you know. Um, you're just not going to stop that. Right. Um because it's it's a gun that's in your pants or in your pocket, and I guarantee you right now you reach your pocket, you're plot lint. Well, right, if, if right. you have a gun in there, that lint's going to get attracted right to it. So that's the other thing too is preventative maintenance, making sure that gun is clean mm-hmm. and lubed before you shoot it. And I'm not talking like full deep cleaning. I'm just saying like open it up, make sure there's nothing in it. And if there is, take that brush, right, brush it out, and then just a drop of oil. And then you know you shoot it for two three hours, that oil is gone. Right, you need to relube. Right. Um, the other one is um, people but not it's holding just a drop. it. Yeah, Again, just a drop. You don't yeah. need a lot. Right. Um, if you're going to put it away for a while, then you might want to put a little bit extra on it because oil does evaporate. Um, when you get into uh, the shooter themselves, sometimes they're just not a good grip. They're absorbing too much of that recoil. They're not locking their elbows. They're not locking their wrists. Right. Um, and I can I can diagnose it pretty quick because what you're looking for is that case to come directly out and do, go 90 degrees off to their right. If it's coming mm-hmm. back and hitting you in the face, you're absorbing recoil. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And and I can I can literally stand behind a shooter and watch the cases fly, and if they're that they're coming back, you know, kind of over their right shoulder, they're not holding the gun tight enough. If they're going uh, off to the right, then you know 
they're holding it good. And if they're hitting them in the face, you're doing it wrong. Gotcha. You know, so gotcha. kind of all over. All right, let's take another quick break. When we get back, uh, a news story that I want to get Aaron's thoughts on. So don't go anywhere. This is Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Oh, yeah. Oh, and if you leave me, I won't be late again. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio. To Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo and Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, with you as we bring you this fine program every Saturday, 3 p.m. i uh, love to answer your questions about gun laws, gun rights, uh, anything happening in the news, gun stories. Uh, go to the brand new Second Amendment. I almost said Southern Armory Facebook. You go to Southern yeah, Armory go Facebook too, page. Yeah, absolutely. Go, uh, go to the brand new Second Amendment Radio Facebook page and ask your questions there. Also, all week long, Aaron is posting stories and stuff uh, that you would be interested in. So definitely give us a like and check out the Second Amendment Radio brand new Facebook page. Uh, some I wanted to actually wanted to talk to you for almost two weeks now is. Uh, the state of there's a, a made news last week when the state of New Jersey told gun makers to stop selling ghost guns. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So I wanted to know from you, are ghost gun? First of all, you can tell us what ghost guns are, and then is that really a big problem? And is it something that you know is are ghost guns? A, a, a real issue out there. I've made so, a ghost gun. Yeah. yeah. So you've got you've got actually got a little, little got, pieces. I, yeah, I got a little audio. Little piece of sound let there. me let me tell you what a ghost gun is. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get into the sound bit. I love it. All right. So uh ghost guns, um it's a media coin term. The politicians picked up on it. To make it sound scary. Yeah. Because you know it's a ghost. Right, right, right. Whatever. So um a ghost gun. That's great. Uh we call them eighty percent lowers. Okay. In in the industry. And uh it's not as scary sounding as ghost gun. No. <laughs> because all right, so here's here's what it is. So yeah. you get eighty percent lower. Um so in order for it to be a firearm, it has to be more than eighty percent made. Okay. Okay, and the lo- the receiver. And then it's gotta have serial numbers on it and have background check and everything done. When you get into these eighty percent So to be classified as a firearm when you when it's being sold. Yeah, it has to be eighty percent. Well, I guess it's a, I guess technically it's eighty-one percent. Yeah, okay, or more. Gotcha. Okay. If it's gotcha. eighty. Got to be over eighty percent constructed. Right. Got it. Uh, receiver wise. So when you get into these these ghost, you can't see my air quotes here. Ghost <laughs> right. ghost guns. Um, really, what it is is like a block of aluminum that you have to mill out. So, that, that, it's it's basically if you're gonna make your make own your own gun. But you got to think about this. You have to mill it out, right? Which means you've got a mill or a <laughs> lathe or a CNC machine, right? Translation is is the the common person does not does, is not going to have this. Now right. they make like jigs where you can use like a drill bit and a drill. It takes forever, right? Okay. Um, we did, uh, mind you, I did mechanical engineering as one of my undergrad deals. So, um, we made. Uh, ghost guns back in like 2000 and 
five. <laughs> like, you know, it's been around for a while. Right. So um, you take a, you take a, literally, this is what they sold you. They sold you a flat piece of metal. Like, I could go to the hardware store. Right. And, and buy this flat, buy piece, flat of metal. piece of metal. And then uh, what we did, we built an AK-47. And what is it? It, it, yeah. it comes with instructions. No. Uh, oh, no. No. No, no, no. There's no, inst- I mean, I, I mean, when we built them, there was no directions. Right. So we had, we had AKs, like guys in, uh, guys in our group, you know, we had, we all had AKs, and so we were taking micrometers and miking um, the different lengths and dimensions and where holes were going, and we were getting, like, a general consensus, mm-hmm. and then we had the parts kits, which was, like, the buffer stock and the trigger group and the bolt carrier and the barrel and the trunnions and stuff, and then we were, like, sizing them up and making making sure that where we were putting these holes were going to line up with, you know, everything else. So there's a, there's there is some engineering that goes into this, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, this is like 2005, 2006, and uh, now we're getting into where manufacturers come to like a whole new level. And now they make these jigs. You can use a drill bit, um, you know. But before, I mean, you know, we we were we were like, yeah, we got to put a hole here, drill press hole, right? You know. And then we were like, okay, how are we gonna fold this up? Well, we've got a log, we got a log splitter that's five tons. Well, that'll bend this piece of metal. This right. isn't even tempered. And then, you know, made like an internal jig where you bolted it down and then put it through a log press, you know. But it's it's a very, just a, pro, yeah. a common person is just, you know, at least back when we were doing it, was not going to be. Not going to have the resources. Right. Probably not going to have the time. The technical know-how. The know-how, yeah. Um, you know, and, and mind you, we had, you know, a lot of mechanical engineers. So, I mean, like, you know, there was several of us that were like, yeah, yeah. I can research how to temper metal. Right. I can okay, I can I can get this yeah, this made. Yeah, yeah. I mean there was like freaking six of us, you know, and we mm. were each making our own AK. So it was kind of cool. So now you have um like the ARs that are like, you know, billet um aluminum and you know, you 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 drill them out and make your gun. And then you have uh Glocks, Glocks. I use that term loosely because mm-hmm. it it is a Glock frame um esque, mm-hmm. you know, it'll accept the Glock parts. Um, and then you have to go in and you have to, you know, remove all this polymer, okay? Uh, but the politicians are, like, blowing this up. So here, I got I got the clip. We'll just cut into it. And I'll post yeah. this on the book. Yeah, I want to hear um, this. But <laughs> it's, it's good. This is a ghost gun. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip to disperse with 30 bullets within half a second. 30 magazine clip in half a second. <laughs> Okay, so uh, who that is is um, anti-gun senator Kevin DeLeon, um, and he's from California. California, and he's holding up an AR-15. It looks like a short barrel rifle with a suppressor on it. Yeah. So um, ARs are highly regulated in California already. Uh, short barrel rifles, I'm willing to say, no NFA items are allowed. And then you have a suppressor, which is also an NFA item. And we've talked about NFA items before. You know, short barrel rifles and machine guns and and uh, suppressors. So it's like, dude, come on now. But it's just an AR-15. So, yeah, that's 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 people. So just, he's holding just made this it. up, saying this is a ghost gun, and it's an a and it's an AR-15. But a ghost gun is is any a, gun that's manufactured by the individual that was made by the, yeah by a person. Yeah, that that you that a person. Doesn't, so it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't have, to, have be, to be an AR. Nope. It could be any. Could be an AK. It could be the the, the Glock. And, yeah, and we have handgun. we have some ghost gun kits at Southern Armory. Yeah, I was going um, to ask that. So um, 
there are a such thing as gun kits. Right. That you, you can build your own. Where you build your own. But does that come with this this the piece of metal and everything? Like is yeah. it like how yeah, from it, scratch are we talking about? Uh like, like here's scratch, here's scratch. the hunk of metal. Wow. And then you know, you have to go up to Harbor Freight and buy all your, your tooling to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, here's your hunk of metal. How many people do that? You know, it was a thing for a while. And and it's kind of died off. So the reason I ask that is because why do politicians care about yeah about ghost guns? Well, because are ghost guns being when, used? Isn't in, the election coming up in November? Well, I know, but oh, okay. I, but what is is there a there's usually there's some kind of trigger. Yeah, and it's just a hot button topic. But why? And, and because it sounds scary. That, that's my opinion. It sounds scary. Oh, if we elect this guy, they're going to protect us from ghost guns. I don't know what a ghost gun is, yeah, but I don't like but the sound I, of I'm it. I'm scared of it. You know, <laughs> I don't um, like the sound of that. And it's like, really, really, you kidding me here? Um, and and the thing is, is they're legal federally. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can build your own gun. Well, it's just if, there's some restrictions put on it. Like you, you can't sell, sell. Even if you didn't sell the gun kit, you can't sell the lower. You, but well, yeah. but, but you, just didn't, you just said that you can buy the hunk of, you can buy the the sheet metal at the hardware store. Yeah, if you're gonna build an AK, yeah, you absolutely. can find a way probably to build these guns right without having to go to a gun store and buy a kit. Right, you could probably find a way to. You put could them. you could get a a block of aluminum, and if you had a CNC machine, right. CNC it out. Right. I mean, it isn't hard. Right. You know, the lower doesn't have any stress on it. I mean, there's okay. I should take. There's some stress on it. But not. I mean, they make they make freaking AR polymers out of or AR uh, lowers out of a polymer with right. like metal reinforcement. Right. So I mean, you're not talking if if you have the technical know how and you have the machine to do it, you could buy. I bet you I can get on Craigslist right now and buy a CNC machine for like three or four grand and start <laughs> but, cra- start but cranking who has stuff. That? Right. I mean, who's going to go spend the money? And, and then you got to learn how to program it and everything else. But and if you're a, if you're a bad guy. And you are... You're just going to bust a window of a car that has a Glock sticker on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a bad guy, and you want a gun to go commit a crime. I would imagine the last thing you're going to do is dedicate the time and effort it takes to, and resources to build it takes one. to build one. Right. Because when, when a bad guy wants a gun, he's a bad guy. Right. He goes and buys it. it off the black market. He finds a way to buy it or steal it, and yeah. then he goes and uses it. He's It's not... It's not typically right. a two-year plan no. to rob a convenience store, you know, right. like well, where I'm going to build a gun more in like, order to pull off this probably, heist. Probably more like a week, but you know, <laughs> it, it, we did we built them across a couple of days, but we were building like five of them and right. using very right. very uh, rudimentary. It just seems like things. a really funny. Right, I'm with you, but again, yeah. it's an election year, and right. they're going to be they're going to be preaching goofy stuff. And ghost guns is, yeah. is just one of those things. All right, before we go, one more time, tell people where Southern Armory is and how to follow you guys. One mile east, 270 and 44 on Watson Road, 9901 Watson Road, southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Plus, you can get on uh, Southern Armory Facebook page. Um, it's just Southern Armory. You know, go to Facebook, yep. type it in. And then uh, Second Amendment Radio is another one. And then if you've got questions, you just want to email me, Aaron, A-A-Ron, at SouthernArmory.com. <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, don't forget, send your questions in. Go to that Southern Armory Facebook page or the brand-new Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. You can always send them to me on Twitter at TonyColombo971. We appreciate you listening, and we will be back next week at 3 p.m. each and every Saturday right here on FM News Talk 97.1. We bring you Second Amendment Radio. For Aaron Tarlow, I'm Tony Colombo. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks.